1: Welcome back. It is the home stretch on this Tuesday edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Mo Moten, Scott Colbranson with you for the rest of the way, as always. We welcome back Mo. He is doing well, he's doing healthy, he's fired up. We like that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, what are you doing? Please help us out. If you're part of Raider Nation, make sure you subscribe. Turn on the auto download wherever you get your podcast. You can find us. You can even say, hey, Alexa, play Silver and Black today. Mo is back and it will play the episode for you. So make sure you do that. We appreciate that as well. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Hello. I appreciate the chat over there. It's always lively as well. Uh, Hit the subscribe and the notifications bell, notifications bell, notifications bell. That way you get a notification every time we have a new video up there as well. Reminder, tomorrow will be our mailbag show. Mo and I love it. Mo hasn't been able to do one in a while, so I'm sure, and we actually have questions for Mo specifically. They are not food related, even though we just came off the holiday. We missed that opportunity, but we got Christmas coming up in the holiday season, so we'll talk about it later. But nonetheless, we'll have our mailbag show tomorrow, and then, of course, our Thursday edition of the show, where we'll look ahead to the Charger game. Of course, a big, big game for many, many reasons, and we'll talk about that as well. Okay, Mo, so let's talk about this Mike Silver interview. I know a lot of Raider fans don't like Mike Silver because he seems to, to block a lot of them. And while some of them probably not deserved, many of them probably deserved uh, as Twitter, as you mentioned, uh, it can be a cesspool. But this interview, a couple of things. I want to start number one with um, what I heard from him. He started the conversation, talked about um, the building of this team. And one of the things that stuck out to me, like a loud siren, was what Dave Ziegler said. And it, it's, it's, it's the anti-fan message. And I mean this positively, which is they want to be patient, right? Fans don't want Uh patience, right? But he said they need to be patient. They need to spend money where it makes sense. But he also said, along with calculated swings in the free agent market, i.e. Chandler Jones, um, we have to be focused on building this team through the draft. Um, That's not a surprise to you and I. It reinforces what we heard from Mark Davis, even though his words might not have been how I would have put it. The idea that these guys aren't going anywhere, he's given them the time, the resources, and the freedom to build this organization and this team the way he wants to. To me, that was loud and clear in that interview, and it shouldn't really be a surprise to anybody.
0: It's not. The other, the other thing related to what you said that stuck out to me was that he said specifically, he said... If, even though free agency is fun for fans and, and us in the media because <laughs> we get to write and talk about it, he said technically as a team, you don't want to be uh, a heavy spender in free agency because that means you're replacing misses in previous drafts right. and, free, and previous regimes that had their free agent mishaps. That means you got to replace guys at a high price. Uh, and we talk about that V word, value. It's all about value because they spent a lot of time telling Silver that you know, we've heard a lot of deals. There were offers for this player, that player, but we just didn't feel it was great value mm-hmm. in return. And I think that goes back to the Josh Jacobs uh, discussion we had in the previous segment. That if Josh Jacobs wants, I'm just throwing out a number. This is not a report, yeah. but Josh. Let's say Josh Jacobs wants 18 million a year. That's not good value, no. not for a running back. <laughs> no. Now you're talking about a an edge rusher. Yeah. Wide receiver in this day and age, yeah, because they're making off of 20 million. But a running back at 18 million, not great value. I'm just using that as an example. But he talked a lot about, you know, we need players at the right value. We need players that fit our culture. And that goes back to my discussion about Derek Carr, because he talked about Carr's character. Because Silver asked about Carr's emotional press conference. Destroyed Derek Carr goes to the presser and basically. Uh, tears in his eyes tell, talks about what players go through to play this game play at a high level and that certain players aren't doing the same i think again i think dave ziegler and josh Williams look at that and say that's what i want a leader of a locker room to look like that's what i want my quarterback to sound like now a lot of fans go oh boohoo Derek carr you've been here for nine years you didn't get us a, you need to get us the playoff <laughs> win get off the podium they're saying look that is the example we that's set in the locker room. That's what we want. And I think he mentioned the word culture to Mike Silver, and I think that's mm-hmm. another reason why Derek Carr stays another year in Vegas.
1: Yeah, the, and and that's the point is they value that. Now, coming yep. in, they might have had a different view, which is why they built in the out year in his contract was they said, okay, we're going to give you a contract, but it's also going to give us, we're going to give you the money you want, but it's going to give us the opportunity to see if it works out over this year. If it works mm-hmm. out over this year, and that was not tied to record, by the way. That was not tied to playoff wins. It was whether or not he would grasp the offense, get the relationship developed with the coach and with the, the team and keep, be able to keep the team uh, focused. And so, so for whatever reason, we're not the judges of that. No matter how much you like or don't like Derek Carr, at the end of the day, it's those guys who decide that. So it was a good point, and I agree with you. Also on Carr. In the interview, Mo, he mentioned him as a nucleus player, another Mm -hmm. tip word, right? Another tip word Mm -hmm. to him returning um, Mm -hmm. and the focus on character he also talked to. And I know a lot of people out there think of this as an excuse made for Derek Carr all the time. But 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 Dave Ziegler hinted on it, talked about it and says, listen, the instability this guy has had over the course of his career. It gives he gave him a lot of credit for that and says, hey, to be able to go through that. And to keep your head about you is remarkable. So he talked about that. He now he wasn't overly committal, saying he's going to be back next year. But who would do that? Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna tip their hand. This is a poker game in the NFL. Nobody's gonna tell you what they're going to do, because as much as they like Derek Carr, it's seemingly that's how I seemingly read it. you never know what can happen. Somebody could come give you a trade-off, and you're like, holy crap, we're picking fifth in the draft. Yeah, I'll trade you Derek Carr for three number one picks. I'm just saying. You never know what's going to walk in the door. So you don't commit to it. So the people looking for him to come out and say, I love Derek Carr, I want him to move into my house and be my quarterback for the <laughs> next 10 years, no, that's not going to happen. But overall, Mo, listening to that conversation, that's why I've changed my view, and I'm with you. I don't see how he's not back next year unless something crazy happens between now and then.
0: I don't want to go on another rant. Yeah, go
1: ahead. But
0: while I was out, (laughs) tending to my health, I, I was a bit stressed because there's this narrative out here that the Raiders are going to cut Derek Carr. And I just want to really quick settle this debate. The Raiders, even if, let's say the Raiders plan to move on from Derek Carr, even if they do. I understand Derek Carr has no trade clause. He has to approve of any move that has to happen. He's always said, oh, I want to retire as a Raider. I'm not going to play for any other team. But players say a lot of things at the podium. You never know what happens until you know what hits the fan and offers start rolling in. So let's just settle that. But this notion that the Raiders are going to cut Derek Carr at the end of the year is just stupid. And I I know people are going to clip that. (laughs) If it happens, go ahead, clip it. It's not going to happen. First of all, Derek Carr is too valuable to just outright cut. Because let's say Derek Carr says, "Okay, you guys don't, you guys want to move on? I, I'm not gonna play anywhere else." People think, "Oh, that's that's a sign they're gonna cut him." That doesn't usually happen. You know no. why? Because players change their minds. You don't cut a player who's a quarterback. You can fetch probably at least fetch at least a one a first round pick for, and get nothing for him because we've seen it before. Marshawn Lynch, remember that he retired? Did they cut him? No, they put him on a retired list. And guess what he wound up coming back. And what the Raiders had to do to get him, they had to trade draft capital It wasn't a lot. But they had to give Seattle something to get him. Yeah, this is standard procedure around the NFL. You don't cut players with value, you put them on a retired list just in case they change their mind, you can still trade them and get some capital. For them. The whole Derek Carr is gonna get cut after the season is the dumbest thing I've heard (laughs) in the past three weeks. It is not gonna happen, especially not with a quarterback with as much value as Derek Carr. So anyone out there who's saying cut carr for cap space, it is not going to happen. Drop it now before you look (laughs) silly and, and and he's on the team or gets traded. He's not getting cut for cap space because as we've seen. Teams can do so much with the cap space. You, there's so many ways you can manipulate cap to get cap space, and it's not like the Raiders right now are projected to be strapped for cap space. I think I believe they're top eight in cap space for 2023. Yeah. So it's not like they're this team that's desperate for cap space all of a sudden. There's so many things you can do. Even when a player retires, they usually adjust his contract so the team gets some cap relief for that. Correct. So this whole cut car for cap space, cut it out, not going to happen.
1: Have I told you I think they're going to cut car? Mom, mom, I know. Uh There you go. I mean, see, the three and a half weeks up, a pent-up Derek Carr contract frustration. But I'll tell you, that you bring up a good point, and somebody actually mentioned it in the conversation. I think it was in response to you a couple weeks ago when you were talking about this, was the fact that I wouldn't be surprised. Once, once they exercise the contract, it expires and they go into – or the contract kicks in after – uh, I think it's the January 15th or February 15th date, whatever it is, um, then, then what the Raiders could do as well, to your point about cap space, is say, hey, Derek, you're here for three more years, okay? You're our guy. Uh, let's, let's take this money and move it to the back end of your contract at the very end, or, or we'll, turn, we'll convert some of it to cash now. We're going to give you another cash bonus. And we're going to convert it to the end of the contract. And then you free up 10, 15, $20 million uh, for next year, because Derek Carr now knows he's got three years to win an NFL championship if he's going to do it as a Raider. So, so to your point about creativity, the other thing with that is this idea right up there with the same Derek Carr getting cut thing is the, oh man, if they got rid of Carr, Devontae Adams, man, he's out. He's out. He's not going to play for the Raiders. Oh my gosh. Listen. We can all be friends. I have plenty of friends I don't work with, and if they worked with me and then they left, I wouldn't quit my job and say, i oh, my Mo left, I'm leaving. No, I would just say, hey, look, it is what it is. I used to play for the Packers, and Derek Carr was my friend since college. We were still friends then. We could still be friends now. No, but he came to the Raiders to play with Derek Carr. No, he came to the Raiders to play for the Raiders and for a big-ass contract. Okay, He liked what they were going to do there. So that's right up there. Those two, to me, Mo, take the cake right now.
0: The, the other thing about the Devontae Adams thing that I find laughable is people say, <laughs> well, he, he's not going to want to rebuild with a new quarterback. And I will say this, that I'm sure that if they plan to move on to Derek Carr, they will have a conversation with Devontae Adams. The other thing is he just signed a fresh new extension. This isn't the same as the Green Bay Packers situation because he was going to be a free agent. So the Packers felt like, okay, we have to trade this guy because we're going to lose him for nothing. Remember, he was on an expiring deal before the Raiders acquired him. He was going to be a free agent. right? And, and they felt like the Packers felt like they had to make a move. In this situation, he'll be going into the second year of a, of a, of a lucrative multi-year extension. What is Devontae Adams going to do? Say I'm not going to play football anymore because you traded Derek Carr? <laughs> like even if he doesn't like the plan, like even if they say, "Look, we're going to move on from Derek Carr. We're going to draft a yeah. quarterback. Or we're going to we're going to sign another quarterback, a veteran, off bridge, a bridge gap guy." What are Devontae Adams' options? Now I know he's rich and he has money, but if he loves football <laughs> that much, he's going to play. Because what are his other options? He's going to sit out no. second year into a new extension. It just it I, I just feel like people have all of these narratives, these crazy conspiracy theories and narratives. The other one I dispel Sunday night, people were saying the Raiders are tanking so that they have a chance to draft the quarterback and get rid of Derek Carr. And I was just like, the Raiders are going to jump through all these flaming hoops to get rid of Derek Carr. Really? So they're going to tank their season, lose all these games, and and (laughs) they have this all mapped out, right? This is how they're going to get rid of Derek Carr, when they could just say, hey... If Derek Carr doesn't want to play for any other team, they can't trade him, and he doesn't want to waive his no cl- trade clause. Okay, we'll put you in a retirement, and we'll move on. We'll restructure right. your contract so we get some cap relief. That's how things are done. A lot of these theories and and conspiracy narratives are, are a lot of a lot of it is emotion, and I and I try to dispel it because some people actually buy into these narratives. Mm-hmm. People don't know anything; they just like, "Okay, this this sounds like it makes sense." But remember, sometimes the loudest people in the room. Are the people who know the least. So this be careful what you believe on Twitter.
1: This is true, and I've I've actually said this over the past couple of weeks and got a little bit of heat, which is okay. It comes with the territory, uh, for for lecturing fans. Uh, and it's not lecturing fans. It's just like, be realistic. I mean, you have to think it's not, you're not playing Madden on the Xbox or, uh, on your phone. It's like, this is not how it works. So, so when you look at that, it, it all makes a lot of sense. And clearly a lot of decisions to be made for this Raiders team in the off season. It just seems as though some of those, and by the way, if Devonte Adams had stayed in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers got hurt again on Sunday night he may never play again. So you might be, he might, if he stayed in Green Bay, he might be with a rookie quarterback or at least with Jordan Love. So you just never know. And that's the way it goes. That's part of the game. All right, Mo, we are out of time on this Tuesday edition. My friend, it was so great having you back. And I know you'll be back with us tomorrow for the mailbag edition. I hope I hope you had fun and that we didn't sap too much of your energy. Uh, you, have, you might have to take another shower after talking to me, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: I almost lost my voice between these rants, but I just, you know what, when you have time off and you sit back and you start, you know, reading Twitter and reading people's comments and reading people's ideas, you realize how how far out some of these ideas are. Now, I do appreciate it because it gives us something to talk about on the show. And it it gives me a chance to interact with fans on Twitter, which is always fun. But it also lets me know that, man, there are some ideas out there that people have that are just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Way out of space. Way out of space.
1: No doubt about it. All right, Mo, we'll talk to you tomorrow, my man. All
0: right, appreciate it, and it was good to be back.
1: All right, there you go, Mo Mo. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at M-O-E-M-O-T-O, and also his latest up on Bleacher Report and SportsNot.com. Great stuff. If you don't already read his stuff there, make sure you do. Also, follow me on Twitter, LV Gully is the handle. Also, the show, SNB Today. Make sure you subscribe uh, on Twitter, but also... Uh, Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. Also, the YouTube page. Don't forget the notifications bell along with the subscribe button. Formo Moten, our producer David Stepani, and I am Scott Colbranson. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Raider Nation Mailbag Show. Enjoy your week. Another victory week. Hopefully, it rolls over into next week. But one thing is for sure, we appreciate talking to you guys, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Take care.